Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. Randy here. I got my esteemed colleague, Mr. Tron Carter, TC. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm great, Randy. Welcome back to you, my friend. You're you're Mr. World Traveler. Worldwide. Worldwide, Randy. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, Can't wait. I wish the Universe Podcast would have come out while I had the uh, cross-Atlantic flight still before me. So I'm going to have to find a long car ride or maybe just go for a long walk to listen to that. But uh, what were your, what were your, some of the key takeaways from that? How was that experience? Oh gosh, I'm still wrapping my mind around it. Uh, I want to have you on the next one. I think we'll do, there's, I think there's plenty more to cover. Uh, We were just scratching the surface. Uh, It was the most challenging thing I think I've ever had to prepare for to the point where I just stopped preparing and I'm like, fuck it. Let's just, let's just let it ride. Uh, Mr. Dupes, just a total pro. He's, he's the he's, best. He's truly brilliant. Um, and yeah, just put it into, you know, kind of plain English for us. So uh, the stuff about like, I guess the way that the laws of, you know, the, the, like the laws of physics apply across the universe in like knowing that those things have to be true for everything else to make sense. Just kind of, you know, wrapping my head around that as far as gravity is the same everywhere, right? It's the same rate of gravity everywhere or, um, you know, just, and, and then everything being waves as well. Like, you know, basically everything being a, a you know, a form of light waves. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. kind of tough to, tough to square, I guess. Got my, yeah. My brain just quickly fizzes out when I try to think about this stuff. Uh, but anyway, yeah, people check that out. Episode 199, which I think TC makes this episode 200. Uh, We don't really celebrate benchmark episodes, but you know, Hey, congrats to us. Episode 200. Who would have thought? That's crazy. I think, I think our, you know, even, even on episode 100, I think our, our, our audio quality has evolved and, and improved by leaps and bounds. So props to us. Props to us. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we dive into today, I want to thank a couple sponsors off the top. The first being Whoop. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach and official fitness wearable of the PGA and LPGA tours. Monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback with Whoop. Train smarter, recover faster, sleep better, and now feel healthier with Whoop and their all-new Whoop 4.0, the latest, most advanced fitness wearable on the market. The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter, and designed with new biometric tracking, including skin temperature, blood oxygen, and more. The device also features a new smart alarm designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Plus, it was designed with their new Anywhere technology, so you can wear it with their Whoop body sensor-enhanced technical garments that includes boxers, shorts, compression tops, bralettes, leggings, and so much more. Just remove the band from the device, slide it into the garment of your choice, and you're discreetly tracking your daily activity with Whoop. Uh, TC, I need to get one of those, like some, some of those you know, compression shorts or something. I know. So I'm trying to get back in shape, Randy. I worked out uh, late last week. Good for you. You know, 
the, the first couple are always the hardest until you can kind of get in that habit. Right. I, I feel like coming back from Scandinavia is the same thing for me, just trying to reestablish some routines, but the 4.0 last thing, the, the all new waterproof device is free when you sign up for Whoop 4.0 membership. And for any members, if you have six months left of membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get the 4.0 for free. Plus, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code NLU15 at checkout. So go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, enter NLU15 at checkout to save 15%. Thank Whoop for being uh, one of our best Trap Draw sponsors. And the other sponsor, another great friend of ours, Precision Pro Golf, No Laying Up, is brought to you by Precision Pro Golf. TC, we're uh, we're getting to the end of summer here. I forget. Remind me, what did you have any golf specific goals this year? That's a good question. I don't remember. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out next January. And if I did, I'm definitely not not reaching that. Yeah, we'll find out next January for sure. Uh, I had a birdie goal. I surpassed my 2021 total already. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So we're, yeah, it's simply we're we're on the gravy train right now. And big thanks to Precision Pro. I was, whatever your goal, Precision Pro can help. They have the smartest rangefinder in the game and the R1 Smart Rangefinder. They have the best-selling rangefinder, the NX9 Slope. There's also the Ace Smart Speaker that provides audible GPS distances to the green and serves as your personal DJ during your round. Precision Pro offers a one-of-a-kind mixture of innovative technology premium quality products, and industry-leading customer service. You'll never second-guess adding a Precision Pro golf product to your bag, and you'll never second-guess your distance. Listeners, you can receive $20 off their award-winning rangefinders. Go to precisionprogolf.com. That's precisionprogolf.com. Use coupon code NOLANGUP at checkout, all one word, for 20% off their award-winning rangefinders. This year, measure improvement, not just distance, with Precision Pro Golf. Thank you. NX10. I've got some great, you know, you can change the, the skin, the uh, uh, graphic design on the outside of it. It locks on quick. Great stuff there. Going back to Whoop, too. I also want to see Neil's Whoop stats. Neil is flying to Seattle this evening and will be climbing Mount Rainier later this week. So curious to see, see the stats on that one. That's very true. And you know what? Props to Neil. Uh, he, with the guys, the buddies he's climbing Mount Rainier with, they had this thing going where you had to hit. If you didn't hit a 10.0 strain each day or more, you had to like throw money into a pot. And every day on Tourist Sauce, even like our off days. We were sitting in a McDonald's. The last, so me and Neil and Cody had to drive from Oslo back to Stockholm to return these three BMWs that they had graciously lent us. And we're about halfway. We're about halfway there. It's... Um, it's about to start raining. It's, it's, you know, we're sitting there eating, eating McDonald's like fast food. Cause it was the only, it was like a Sunday is it was a Saturday night or Sunday night. Only thing that was open along the highway and Neil gets up after he eats his, his chicken nuggets and bangs out like a mile and a half. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Cody and I were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It was crazy. I know he was, I remember him running stairs at the airport one day, uh, so prop, props to him, all payoff for this big Mount Rainier climb. Uh, so we'll have to catch up with him afterwards at some point. Yeah. And, and he was trying to get it in before, uh, I guess, before a certain time because he, like it was seven, it was, it was a certain time, you know, Eastern. And he realized he was going to be in the car and he wasn't going to be able to do it at the hotel because we weren't going to get there until 
well after midnight our time. So anyway, props to the discipline. Yes. Yes. Uh, got a lot to catch up on here, TC. Where, where do we want to start? Of course, we've been on the road, uh, tour of sauce, Scandinavia folks can obviously be much more coming on that front. So maybe we save most of that discussion. Um, yeah, I think we can holster most of the Scandinavia stuff. I think we're going to do an NLU pod on just the trip and a recap on that front. I'm not sure. I know we're recording that next week. I don't know when we'll release that or probably be in conjunction with the, uh, with the season coming out in mid to late October, the first episode will come out. Um, so I think we can probably gloss over that on the back end. You went to Scotland, uh, to see the ladies, ladies open. I know we talked about the golf portion of it, but anything else you got into while you were in Scotland? No, nothing at all, which was very weird. Felt very weird, you know, flying into Edinburgh and not, I mean, you always kind of have the itch to play golf, but knowing that I wasn't playing any golf, um, I stayed at a lovely little inn kind of near the airport in Edinburgh called the bridge Inn. I'll give them a shout out. Um, very nice staff, very quaint, great room. And honestly, I, I arrived Friday early afternoon, um, grabbed a rental car, got out to Muirfield Friday, stayed out there till the end of golf. It was about a 45, 50 minute drive each way to the course and back to my hotel. And so I just did that again. Like Saturday, I went out full day at the golf course, watch the golf. And then Sunday was the same deal, obviously a very late ending uh, local time. So no, I just felt like I was kind of going, spending time at Muirfield the whole weekend, which was fun. I'd never been there. Um, obviously talked about the golf, but yeah, just um, truly uh, in and out of Edinburgh and, and going and, and watching the golf, not really much time for anything else. Unfortunately, How was the breakfast at the, uh, at the bridge. It was perfect. Uh, you know, I, I avoided the full Scottish breakfast and I think each day I just went with some scrambled eggs and meat and some bread and jam and a cup of coffee. It was pretty simple and, and pretty nice. You're a big B and B guy. You love B and B's. I do. I do. Uh, I'm a guy. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, and they had a fun little bar. I, I had a beer, you know, in the evening after I got back, it was just, you know, it was very comfortable. It was nice. Uh, before, and then before we get to the field of dreams game that you went to, I think, uh, we probably owe our, our listeners. Uh, I don't think we're going to cover this on the Scandinavia pods. So we should probably get into it is airports. I thought the Oslo airport, unbelievable. It was, yeah, it was nice. I a big fan of the Oslo airport. It's amazing what happens when you have trillions of dollars to, to, work with as far as the, you right. know oil money to spend on infrastructure yeah um i'm trying to think what other airports we saw uh oh, orlando stockholm orlando sucks like that's a bad airport mm-hmm. uh, kind of a disgrace for if we're being honest as far as stockholm goes we connected in Budu on our way up to lufaton that's we right with Lechnies. um Budu was fine um but yeah oslo was kind of the star of the trip and then on the way over I went through Munich on the way, which was great. The Senator Lounge uh, for Lufthansa Senator Lounge. Uh, you know, I I I got uh, Solly upgraded with me as well, and then DJ flew through Zurich, and uh, he tried to go into the lounge there, the Swiss Air lounge there. Got they denied. Said, they said no, 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 no. 
And then I had a layover in London on the way back and uh, I had no issues whatsoever, Randy. It was smooth sailing. I did buy some air tags for my bags, which, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're certainly nice to have. But as far as London goes, I went to the Air Canada Lounge there. And then uh, I think it was Terminal 2. I was in the Queen's Terminal. And then I went to the United Lounge. I could have gone to the Singapore Air Lounge, but I guess the, the United Lounge is nicer. That's so. shocking. I, you know what? On the way back from Edinburgh, I want to shout out. I, I went from Edinburgh to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Detroit, and then Detroit to Denver. And uh, no issues in, in Amsterdam. Um, I, I want to shout out. I had such a pleasant experience on my, the first leg of my flight, Edinburgh to Amsterdam. I flew it was Delta, but it was a KLM partnership flight on one of their city hopper planes. It was delightful, clean, new plane, young, friendly staff, plenty of leg room. Uh, it, it was ideal. I imagine going around Europe on the KLM city hoppers is the way to do it. It, it just was a, a very good flying experience. KLM's good. I like, and I think I think I like KLM more than more than Lufthansa. The, the inter-Europe Lufthansa stuff is just it's like a bus. It's like Southwest. The Amsterdam airport was a zoo, so crowded, but it, nice. They had a library. They had, uh, you know, really interesting food options. It, it was, it, it was a good airport, uh, but just very crowded. The uh, I flew SAS from Stockholm to London on the way back. SAS is better than I expected. I hadn't flown them in a few years. Uh, they can be kind of a mess. They're always striking. <laughs> I guess uh, a lot of labor issues there, but uh, no issues on that front at all. And then it was just pretty jarring when you come back into Dulles and you got to wait in line for customs at Dulles. You're like, fuck this, man. And my bag, they didn't take my bag off the plane immediately. Went like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. I'm waiting there. My bag doesn't come off. So I'm like, all right, my bag's going to, and I wasn't really bummed because it was like a 65 pound piece of luggage. And I'm like, one less thing I have to lug to my car they'll deliver it to my house or whatever sure enough landon jacks both bags come out i didn't even have to collect it to you know bring it through customs so uh they were they had identified that there was a problem and they expedited that all the way to the connection so i just want to give a shout out to united on that front uh well while we're here i'd like to shout out delta have you flown on the a but the airbus a350s yet I've flown on one of them. They're really, really nice. They're really nice. That's what I flew from Amsterdam to Detroit. And I was in, uh, I got upgraded to premium select, which is like the tier below the, the true first like, class. You, you get the foot rest. And you yeah, get yeah. 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 Uh, plenty of room. It was, it was awesome. Great, great airplane. So yeah, that was, that was, I, uh, I, I, you know what, if we're doing that, I got to shout out United for the, the Polaris Lounge at Newark. I've been to the one in Houston. They've got one in Denver. If you fly, if you want to splurge, if you want to, I'll donate some plus points to your cause. And if you want to take a take an international, you know, transcon flight or a a you know inter a intercontinental flight out of Denver, I'll get you into that Polaris Lounge. It's full restaurant buffet separate from the restaurant. So you got two different options, full bar. It's it's the nicest lounge I've ever been in. 
wow i don't have, yeah i don't have united lounge access um no, they, and, and this isn't uh, this isn't regular this is the like, united club it's the polaris lounge you have to be flying Polaris <laughs> internationally okay so, well maybe yeah i'll let you know with my, when my next uh intercontinental flight is uh and then delta i saw delta flew an empty plane to heathrow just to pick up luggage last month i like that that's ed you know ed problem solving ed trying to take care of an issue uh now i i have seen uh delta put in an order for 100 737 maxes i know you're a big airbus guy i you know what tron truly i can say i am i am firmly an airbus guy now and i hate that for the people of seattle it's not their fault i i just feel like you know bad management up there at boeing can't support them and then, uh, and then Delta, I did see this. There's been some chatter. Uh, people have been reaching out to me, asking my take on this. Delta has been changing the ratio, seemingly, of the dollar cost of a ticket, how much of that converts to MQDs. I guess the cost of tickets has gone up so much that you know, within the year that Delta didn't properly equate for that in their, uh, in their formulas for silver, gold, platinum diamond medallion status. So they're, they're now running some surprise plays to, uh, you know, kind of bring the amount of, of status or like the, the um, they're, they're basically bringing it down to where it's tougher for people to make status. They're bringing it down to where prices were before to kind of equate for that, which that's bad, Randy. That's bad. I think I have two more, I have, I have two more flights on United here to, to lock up my premier one K for next year. Uh, you know, that's probably wouldn't be the case on Delta. I was flying now. Well, I feel like, you know, I got to commend Delta uh, status. Can't be, you know, we can't be giving out status willy nilly because then status loses all of its connotation of being totally, unique I totally and special. Agree. There's too many elites out there. There's too many people that have gotten crowned. Through COVID, I've flown more than ever the last two and a half years. People that haven't flown at all have gotten, you know, grandfathered in. Uh, but Delta is the only one that 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 lets you carry over unused miles, t- like towards the next threshold, to status for the next year. So they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth on that. Of course, of course. Well, and, and we do need to we need to we need to thin out the lounges. We need to shrink. We need to shrink the amount of people that are allowed into these lounges. TC, that's. That's very important headed into 2023. Which I did. I did see something as well in the news that Delta uh, was charging people to bring their four-year-old uh, son or daughter into the Sky Club. They charged me to bring Freddie in in Atlanta last year. I I think hey, if you have a policy, I think you got to enforce the policy. Uh, oh, yeah. a, a four-year-old, if they're not a card carrier, what do, what do you want them to do? You gotta you gotta pay your way in just like everybody else. Like it's not like bringing a baby in because like a baby's gonna take stuff off the table for people as far as you know cleanliness and noise and all that. Whereas a four year old's not gonna do anything. They're not really gonna eat the food, but they're also like they're not gonna cause a commotion either. You know. So yeah, I well, let's not turn these lounges into into, into play areas. You know, we need, we need to keep this. These are. These are business people traveling, okay? Which I will to... say, when, when I brought Freddie on the business trip, I went up to uh, <laughs> the uh, John Deere, met my dad in the, lounge, in the Sky Club in Atlanta, and they turned a blind eye to Freddie, which I appreciated. But Freddie was also on a business trip. You know, that's, true. Fun, fun <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Well, that's, I, I feel like that's, maybe we can all agree that, you know, if these kids are on business trips, then we can let them in for free. But otherwise, I'm sorry, you got to pay. 
And then I just, last thing on the airlines front, I saw there was a thread from uh, Mira Deo, uh, who you know, was, was cataloging her, her horror story getting from Lisbon to uh, LAX. Uh, just a massive stream of cascading failures by Delta, Iberia, and TAP Air Portugal. What, let, let, me, let, me ask you, let me ask you something very sincerely. What, what do you think of people taking to social media to complain about their, their travel experiences? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it is what it is. I, 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 I like to poke fun at it. Um, like, you know, like Wyndham Clark a couple weeks ago got all pissed <laughs> off at, at, I think, American for, uh, you know, being over the weight limit with his staff bag. Uh, as far as the you know baggage allowance, <laughs> even though he's like an admirals club or whatever on American, whatever their top tier is, um, I, I will say that you know United, I get three pounds at seven or I get three bags at seventy pounds a piece. So I'll just throw that out there. Oh. But you know he took to that social media roasts him, all that. I mean it was a big issue for the ladies like Jess Corda, right? Of I mean, course, she didn't have her bag at, at uh, Muirfield. Social media helped her solve it. Uh, same with Shane Bacon. I, it you know? makes me uncomfortable. These people with large audiences, why should they be able to use social media to expedite one of their problems where the average Joe, what's, what's their recourse here? Why, you know, they're not afforded the same, the same I things. I, I feel like if, if you complain about a personal travel experience, then you need to pay it forward and take up the cause of, of an average Joe and use your platform to help somebody else solve their travel problems. Well, I will say in, in this Mira Deo's, uh, defense. She's not like a big social media. Like she doesn't have a big platform. She's got a couple thousand people that follow her. That's okay. It. okay. So, uh, you know, and anyway, I, that's enough on, on the, on the airlines front. I, I, I just want to commend, we had smooth experiences and Cody and Solly got caught on the way back. Um, sounds like that was a JFK weather days. issue. That was Newark and JFK weather. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to throw that on. We're going to throw that on Mayor Pete and and the you know ATC issues up there. Yeah. So, okay. Um, gosh, what else? We all right, so non sports news and notes to go through. It's been dusty here in Jacks, Randy. The uh, the Saharan dust arrived here early last week. Stuck around. It's it's clearing up now, but not good, man. Not good. You know, kind of reminded me of uh, of my time in uh, Abu Dhabi. Of course, of course. Um, the, TC, I, I, I hate to spring this on you, but this does remind me that our, our boy, Lou Turner, uh, reached out to me privately seeking an apology from you. Um, he, and let me, let me read it verbatim here. Uh, I hope he doesn't mind. He said, in your next trap draw chop session with Tronald, I'd like you to hold his feet to the fire. Reason the Sahara dust and hurricane development in an incredibly egregious take, he said the Saharan dust will enhance hurricane development this season, which is just plain irresponsible fear mongering. Did say that? Yes, yes, that. TC. These were your words. I'd expect this from some, but not an enlightened man like Tron. He said Saharan dust, in fact, impedes tro- tropical storms, and I'd appreciate that on the record. So, what will you apologize to the people? But but mostly, will you apologize to Mr. Lou Turner? Uh, hold, please. Hold, please. I think uh, I'm going to go back and, and uh, I'm going to go. All right. I said the Sahara 
dust is absolutely stunting on us here along the coast of Northeast Florida. Makes me nostalgic for our time filming in King Abdullah Economic City a few weeks ago. That was all I said. No, no, I, it was on a on, on a podcast. I believe you is where you said that this is going to you know ramp up the hurricane activity. Which no, I don't think I said that at all. I think I would. I would. He needs to bring the receipts on that. Will you will you offer a provisional apology based no. on based on listening back to the records? Would you like to offer a provisional apology? If I did say that, I apologize, but I don't think I said that. I wouldn't be so ignorant as to the meteorological phenomenon of wow. the Saharan. Now I feel like you're 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 questioning Lou's good name and character now. Listen, we can we can take this offline. We'll have further updates for people in the coming weeks on this. This is a big, this, this big, is big, a I big, know. a big dust up, if you will. Yes. Uh, speaking of jacks, man, I, you know what? I was thinking back to last year. We were on the, we were on the verge of Urban Meyer, uh, you know, starting to, uh, starting to coach games for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, you know how how much different of a place we're in one year later, one year on. The Jags looked startlingly competent the other night uh, against the Browns, uh, which the and, and some of the Jags fans were also chanting "You sick fuck" at the show, <laughs> which was fantastic. Which but, I hope uh, he gets the same greeting everywhere. I just you know it just gets me back to like there was still at that point a certain proportion of people who were bullish on the Urban Meyer era and didn't understand that this guy's a complete and utter joke and abject embarrassment. And I'm, I'm still waiting for apologies from a lot of those people. You know what? I totally agree with you. I, I think there's a long, long list, uh, especially people in and around Columbus, Ohio, that, you know, when they look in the mirror, they probably need to realize that they owe us uh, a sincere apology. So I, I, I stand beside you in that TC. And I think there's some people in South Bend, Indiana, and who, who've spent some time in South Bend, Indiana, who, who are probably on that same path as far as Brian Kelly goes as well. They're he's, starting to come around and realize that he's bad, a sick guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a sick guy. Okay. Well, other good. I got some other news here. I got my tabs down to 180 on my phone from like 320. So we're getting there. Doesn't that does that not like eat away at your battery? Having all those tabs so. open. I mean, they're not like they're just they're not like open, open. They're just it's like almost like a, a link to that. It doesn't load them at all times or whatever. So okay. Well, that makes me problem. I'm addressing the problem. Okay. Getting there. Uh, I've been catching up on a lot of the, you know, a lot of this long form feature writing that I, I tend to keep in those tabs. Uh, we got an email from OnlyFans asking if if uh, there was any interest from the trap draw in uh you know working with OnlyFans to kind of get closer to to our subscribers our our fans our listeners uh i just wanted to see see if you had any thoughts on that no this conversation makes me a little uncomfortable because i i think OnlyFans is i think i associate it with like pornography accounts so i think that's all it is right well or is that just like who really latched on to the the pro like is that what the product is best 
use for it. I don't know. I it's a no for me though. I don't need to be closer to, to anybody and, and people don't need me to be closer to them. I, I think that's that's my official position there. Guess it's sign you know, support your favorite creators. So I guess people's favorite creators tend to be of know, porn stars. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I guess it's it's similar to you know say Substack or something like that only it's more tailored towards social media podcasts. Gotcha. Um, like, you know, I would assume probably similar to like Patreon. Well, let's not, well, let's not give them a firm no, but we certainly appreciate the interest and, you know, maybe we'll, if, if at a better time in the future, maybe we can revisit, I, I say we leave it, leave it there. We had a few people reaching out about the Loch Ness monster news that came out, uh, it's total, total, total non-story. Everybody got excited by the headline and come to find out. It's like, oh yeah, 5,000 years ago, there may have been some prehistoric creature that was similar to the, I don't care about 5,000 years ago. Take that away. We're, it was even, I think it was like 5 million years ago. Yeah. We, we, is, is, is Nessie in the lake right now? I think is all people need to know. That's what we want to know. And um, Al Zawahiri got got. Of course, there. Uh, there's, you know, go America. I think that's, I, 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 that's one I feel like everybody can probably agree upon. Like that guy, like probably did more to plan 9/11 than Bin Laden himself. So he's a bad guy, bad guy, yeah. bad guy. What's this French physicist? I, I kind of missed this one. Uh, you say a French physicist posted a picture of Carrizo. Carrizo. Well, it was it was Carrizo. Yeah, he said it, he he put it out there as as. You know, one of the new pictures of the universe from the uh, James Webb telescope uh, <laughs> we talked about on on the space pod a little bit, and everybody went with it. And they're like, "Holy shit, this is just incredible!" And <laughs> blah, blah, blah. sure enough, like it was actually a, <laughs> he was playing a joke on everybody. It was a picture of a of a piece of of, of sausage or chorizo. <laughs> That's sick. I'm I'm way in on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah well good for him so but so now every time i see one of those one of those pictures i'm always thinking like oh is like is this a piece of blue cheese or something (laughs) like you know it's some sort of charcuterie so that's uh that's fantastic love that love that uh your boy malcolm gladwell yeah pretty scathing piece just slamming working from home as kind of the you know degradation of society and all sorts of things on that front. What Was he this? taking heat for that? I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to rule that opinion out. I I need to read what he has to say there. I think there is some 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 merit to which I think a lot of people would agree with this that to getting out and about and not working from home every day and not you know the like offices are a a good thing. Any community moderation. Like, yeah, people, yeah, people need community. I think everybody could use community. And and commutes too, like commuting and like going about, you know, going to a local coffee shop or going and picking up a newspaper on your way to the train, taking the yeah. train, you know, like and going to lunch and in a, you know outside of an office. Like, there's all sorts of benefits to all that stuff. I think you know there's probably a balance, right? I don't think you need to work in an office five days a week. That's um, you know what, like a lot of things. That's probably the right answer. Is there's there's probably a a middle ground. That's the sweet spot. Uh, which, you know, I know you've agreed with some of Gladwell's previous works. Well, I, I couldn't course. agree more with the golf course take. Uh, I feel like let's tax the shit out of them and or turn them into public spacing, uh, public parks. Uh, TC, I need to ask you about your girl. 
I, I believe representing your former district, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Somebody pointed out now I, you can't unsee it. We'll never be able to unsee it that she looks exactly like Lee Corso. It's unbelievable. It slayed me every time I see it. It's just it's the best. It, it, uh, it, it for, truly is. For the record, she's from this tiny little district up in northwest uh, Georgia, uh, Lafayette and um, Ringgold, that area up there. Um, it you know it's it's not it's not anywhere close to any district I've ever lived in. Uh, in fact, you're you're a part landowner in in a district close to there in in, in Southern Tennessee at Sweetens. That's like right down the road from from her district. So don't be the one to cast the first stone. Who here. who gets to vote for that property, the birdhouse? Who who? I don't think any of us does have anybody read- get to cast a vote in the Tennessee elections. I think you have to be a resident, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, our corporations, people like we could probably form. I, a, I feel a like we're, I certainly feel like the Supreme Court is, has led us that way. Um, we, could, we could probably, you know, support your boy Haslam. Is he still the governor? Who could say? Who could say? I know Marsha Blackburn's one of the senators. That's your girl. Uh, uh, TC, how about the Salmon Rush die? Fatwa. I, I, I thought that was kind of like old news. Things of well, the past. It was, it was. Uh, Rush D, I believe. Rush, Rush D. D. Uh, yeah, that was that was like the the kind of the, one of the OG fatwas. Um, and then yeah, he got stabbed. And then now now I guess Iran is blaming him for him getting stabbed. Um, tough. I guess that's not a shocker. What yeah. what is what what's your current fatwa situation? Do you do you, um, do you have open ones? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've got one. I think I rescinded the one on Billy Horschel. Uh, there's, there is a fatwa on, I believe there's still one on Golf Digest. Um, Lizette I, Salas. I, I, yeah, Lizette Salas. I put a fatwa on the tracking accounts. That's right. It's like That's the right. Rory tracker, the Spieth tracker, nuclear golf, if you will. Um, yeah. So, you know, more to come there, which by the way, I watched a bunch of, I caught up on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I hadn't seen the last season of it. Watched like four or five episodes on the flight back from Europe. That shit is so funny. Like I, oh, I, didn't, it's, I didn't know where you're going. It's the best. <laughs> I actually rewatched a couple episodes too on the on flights. And like, I don't know why over the last few years, I just haven't like made it a, as much of a priority to watch. Cause it used to be like appointment viewing for me. I would say like the, the newest, most current season is funnier than ever. It's yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, hey, LD's the man. Uh, that show is so good. Um, okay, what else? Oh, Michelle Branch. This oh, was this was a juicy this? situation. TC, have you been Michelle, tracking this at all? Well, just just from uh, very high up, I I, I believe sh- she got arrested for domestic violence, for slapping her husband, who is a member of the Black Keys. Yeah, Carney, I believe. And the reason why she slapped him was she found out that he was cheating on her with maybe like a band manager or something while she was at home with their newborn baby. Do I have do I have those facts correct? That's correct. And she tweeted those facts. So I'm sure, she, you know, she he, did take the social media. Well, alleged, of course. Uh, but yeah, it was their, their, their manager, or their agent. Um, and she, yeah, she put the name and the, and the agency right out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the internet is certainly going to bat for her. Uh, she's, you know, she's uh, 
that guy like seemingly kind of looks like a doofus as well. Yes. I, uh, and you know what? I've never been a fan of the Black Keys music. Have, have just has never done it for me. I haven't either. I think it's it's interesting, like you know, the two of them and the way that they produce it and all that. But uh, I, I've enjoyed certain albums. I don't. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't feel strongly about their music though. Either way, I, I you know, I tend to just think it becomes a little bit repetitive. Allegedly, he's a he's an NLU fan or one of the mm. two Black Keys and NLU guy. So, uh, you know. We're, we're potentially this, talking about one of our own here. Well, listen, I, I'll say this, whether he's a fan or not, whether he's a trap draw listener or not, I think it's pretty weak that, you know, you, you, you run around on your wife who's caring for a, a newborn child and then she slaps you, which I think is deserved, right? I, I think you deserve to be slapped in that situation, at least with the facts that I know. And then you go ahead and press charges against her. That just, that's extremely oh, weak sauce to me. It's tough. A uh, couple other things, just just in the non-sports world, uh, shit seems to be going down in Tijuana. We're, we're tracking that, um, you know, all sorts of car fires, and you know, it seems like gang violence down there. Uh, TC, boy- on, uh, hold on, real quick on the on the subject of of Mexico, uh, need you to watch the HBO documentary series, The Anarchist. Okay, I, I think you would like some of the just. The most wild, preposterous characters. Um, it's a group of anarchists that congregate down in Acapulco, Mexico. Cool. I got it on my list. I've got uh, okay. Severance on my list as well. Severance is good. I'm yeah. on KPV. And then, um, and then uh, I got three more things on my list on the non-sport. <laughs> Hit me. Your boy, Doug Ford, which I guess he's the premier of, uh, of the province of Ontario. He's uh, this is Doug's brother. brother? Is or this no, all right. who was which Doug? one's no, Rob? No, Rob's brother didn't Rob? I think Rob died, but he was the, he was the guy that was the mayor of correct of Toronto. Correct, and Rob Doug has his, passed away. Yeah, so Doug, his uh, his brother swallowed a bee during a news conference. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I watched it four or five times. It was awesome. How did how did the Fords become a political? Dynasty up there. We might have to do some sort of you know mini deep dive on them, and then I'm also just just keeping tabs on this potential California mega flood. It seems to be. I you saw, know, I thought it was going to be something with like the San Joaquin River Delta up by Sacramento and all that, you know, being a massive flood up there. But no, it's just like massive rainstorm, potential rainstorm that could happen, and you know, California gets washed away. So God, I hate that. Would hate that for our guy, Mister Poosh. Yeah, tough. I I, th- I think he would be right in the right in the danger zone. Oh my god, he'd probably be down in the funk zone, enjoying some some juice, and just get swept away by the mega flood. God, that would be tough. And then uh, last thing I had, DJ sent this over today. Uh, Doctor Oz uh, at great at video. Wegner, yeah. Um, yeah. it's an absolutely horrible video for his political chances. Uh, he was bitching about the crudite prices at the grocery store near him, which I guess is is Ragnar's. It's like he, he it's like he combined Wegmans and and another place, yeah, into one, and shows that he's like never shopped for his own groceries before. Doctor Doctor Oz, I, if he wins, that uh, the the people of Pennsylvania that that's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, yeah, Doctor Oz, clown. He's a clown. He's a clown. And the guy that he's running against is the dude with like the harsh goatee. 
who yes. like had a stroke or a heart attack or something. Yeah, Fetterman. Fetterman. Yeah. Um, oh, right. last thing. I got big, big news on my end. What's that? I signed up for a Costco membership. Oh, you, this is this is a, a painful, painful thing for me, TC, because you know as well as I do that our dearly beloved friend, the Commish, offered you a Costco membership years ago, which you never took him up on. And now the Commission is out of our lives. For people that don't know, the Commission is out of our lives. Going um, on two years. Going on two years now, almost to the day coming up on. And uh, so you signing up for Costco, it just brings back painful memories of the commission for me, but I'm, I'm happy for you and your family. I could no longer resist their, the siren song of their, of their exceptional prime meats. Are you going to go ham on the Kirkland signature stuff? Dude, they have like unbelievable selection of meat, lamb, uh, ribs, all of it. It's, it's unbelievable. The prices are like lower than what I'm paying anywhere else for choice. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, and then and then having these two young boys, they're just they're just drinking so much damn fancy water, uh, <laughs> spicy water, the uh, Lacroix that I I can't keep up with it. So surprised you don't have them in like glass bottled San Pellegrinos by now. I keep that stuff. I keep San Pellegrino <laughs> and uh, Liquid Death out in my office in the garage. What? Let me ask a very honest question: What is Liquid Death? I've seen it. I've never had it. I I don't know what it is. It is. Uh, they have carbonated and they have non-carbonated uh, water from uh, from the Alps, and uh, it's just is it flavored? No, no, it's not flavored. It's just really, really good sparkling water. I, the black can is the sparkling water. The white is the is the seam gas, no gas, and uh, it's just it, it comes in a big can, like a, I don't know if it's twenty or twenty four ounces. Yeah, can. it looks like one of those outrageous energy drinks. I know every. Like the first six or seven times I drank one, people were like, what are you drinking? Are you like, are you, is that like a new monster or something? I'm like, no, it's just sparkling water. Like, um, so yeah, it's, it's delicious. They have it at the, they have it at Bold Bean. So that's, that's, that's how I got onto it. And then, yeah, now, now I buy it by the box. Cause like, it's, it's bigger than a, like it's bigger than a LaCroix, but smaller than a Pellegrino. That makes sense. Okay. And then Pellegrino, I struggle with Pellegrino. Like I, I like having Pellegrino on the dinner table, like for dinner. Uh, but I struggle sometimes with that because the last two times I've bought a case of Pellegrino, the, the handles have broken mm. and like five or six of the bottles that's, shattered. That all is tough. My driveway. That Not is, good. that's truly tough, man. Um, so. All right. A few sports things. Oh, you want to hear about the field of dreams game? Yeah, I do. I do. I can't believe we skipped over that. I, do, do we want to talk about DraftKings first? Oh, okay. Perfect segue. Good call. Uh, one more sponsor to thank. Of course, our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. College <laughs> football is back, baby. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, many more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code NLU. 
Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code NLU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, see show notes for restrictions. Randy, you tracking anything college football-wise this year? No, I, I, just Mac. Mac football, baby. Uh, the okay. Red Hawks are picked to win the Mac East. Um, it's it's kind of shit or get off the pot time for Chuck Mart. It is. It is. He just won a bowl game last year. They bring back the quarterback. And, uh, you know, they, they lost... Lost a few transfers on the defensive side of the ball to bigger programs, which hurt. But yeah, we'll see. He's he's got to win an an out of conference game. They got they're at Northwestern. They got UC at Paul Brown or now Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, uh, and then they're at Kentucky. And then they have a D one AA game, Robert Morris, I believe. But I think they, they got that Northwestern game would be a great win for him. Yeah, he's got to he's got to win a a non-conference FCS game at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, or sorry, FBS. Uh, and then real quick on the Paycor front, that's a new development. Paul Brown stadium, no longer Paul Brown stadium. No, no longer Paul Brown stadium, Paycor stadium, uh, payment processing, bit of a surprise, you know, obviously they got old Mikey sign off on the deal, which tells me that, uh, his daughter, Katie Blackburn, his granddaughter, Elizabeth, Blackburn, um, I think are, are really taking charge. And I think to me as just an organization, it's, it's probably a good sign that they're entering the 21st century and they're going to, you know, maximize revenue streams. The offense is going to get very expensive in the next couple of years. They're going to have to pay some big guaranteed money. Um, so anything, anything helps. Hopefully they can use some of the money to maybe build an indoor practice facility right there. Start attracting some free agents. That's, that would be the, the dream over the next several have, years. Every time I drive up I-75 and see their outdoor practice fields kind of under the highway there, it, yeah. it blows my mind every single time. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's kind of a, a signal that they're maybe entering the, the modern era, which could be good. We'll see. And then is Jesse Bates 3.0? Is he holding out? Is he, is he going to play or not? I think he's going to play. I think he's holding out. Just make sure he doesn't get injured in camp. Um, he has not signed his franchise offer yet. So like he's not getting fined for missing camp. Okay. Um, but I think he's going to play. They, I think he wants more money than they're willing to sign him for at that position. They've drafted his replacement. So I, I think it is good for all parties. You know, once this get closer to the season start and get him in camp, add some depth to the defense. Uh, hopefully he plays really well and gets a huge contract somewhere from somebody next year. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk Field of Dreams. I want to hear all about this trip. I'm kind of fascinated by it with, you know, uh, just, just take us there. So the Field of Dream game, uh, how it came about, well, when they first announced Cincinnati was going to play in it, you know, obviously very excited. Uh, my mother, my dear mother, is the biggest Reds fan I know. She's the reason why I'm a Reds fan. Religiously listens to Reds baseball, has infected both myself and my sister with being huge Cincinnati Reds fans. So we were like, oh my God, it's going to be so cool. The Reds are going to play in Iowa. You know, we watched the game last year. But it didn't really become a reality until a couple months ago. I was talking to her and she just kept like pressing it. My mom like never really 
presses anything, right? She's very easygoing and, you know, we'll just go with the flow. But I noticed like she kept bringing it up. I was telling her mom where, you know, it's at the back end of our tourist sauce trip. I think I'm going to be in Scotland for a few days. Like you really need to let me know if this is something you want to do because it's, you know, I'm going to be jet lagged AF, uh, but we, we can do it if you want to do it. And she was like, yes, this could be, you know, not to be morbid, but like the only chance I get to see the reds in that setting. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. And so I got us a couple tickets off of uh, SeatGeek and we made plans. We were going to go to Iowa. So we both flew into Cedar Rapids, had a nice direct flight on United, which, you know, TC, I'm, I'm sure you'll be happy to Thank hear that. I appreciate you mentioning that. How was the Cedar Rapids airport? Cedar Rapids airport was awesome. It was truly awesome. Um, it's the airport nearest Iowa City, which is the University of Iowa. So a ton of Hawkeye stuff, you know, very small airport, but nice. They have a shrine to uh, Kirk Ferentz there. But they did not have a shrine to Kirk Ferentz, unfortunately. Um, but I was really taken by Cedar Rapids, the town. Had no idea what to expect. We stayed just north of the city, uh, but we found a really fun area called like New Bohemia. So there was a fun bookstore. We ate dinner down there kind of walked around. And from what I understand, uh, th- they had the awful, awful flood in, I think like 2008, if, if you yeah. kind of remember, um, which just leveled like most of the city. And so from that destruction, it was almost like a firm reset for the city. Like, okay, we have this area. Uh, it's been almost completely wiped out. What do we want to do here? And I think through like some private public uh, partnerships. They developed this area, kind of kept as many of the old buildings as possible, but built up like parks and they have a, a big city market with a bunch of food vendors. They have, you know, fun farm to table restaurants. There's bookstores. There's all kinds of just like little independent shops. And it was really cool. It was like, hey, you know, there's fun things happening in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, right? There's it just tells me there's probably fun things and creative people happening in every town across America, which is great to see. Um, but we stayed there. And so long story short, Cedar Rapids is like an hour from the actual Field of Dreams movie site and game is played in Dyersville, Iowa. So we went up to Dyersville. Uh, I mean, this is like small town America. Um you know, obviously the biggest thing that's going to happen in their little town all year, all the windows on the main street are, you know, painted for the baseball and everybody's got baseball stuff in the window, big Cubs, Cubs area. So a lot of Cubs fans, um, was impressed with how many Reds fans made the trip and the town put on like a little fan fest throughout the day. Uh, so there were, there was like a concert, you know, all these different people playing music, there's like a bunch of vendors selling baseball stuff and non-baseball stuff. And so we just kind of walked around. They, they opened a new museum in town, like a, a hall of dreams, like everything. This town is, is really making a meal off of the field of dreams movie. Right. And so like, this will be a continuing thing that they do every year, pretty much. Like, is there like a permanent structure there now as far well, as. And so found out that, there's not going to be a field of green dreams game in 2023 because okay. I think they're building a more, a bigger, more permanent baseball stadium. So I think uh, right now the, where they actually play the game, there's probably 3,500, 4,000 like 
actual seats. And then they bring in these big portable bleachers down the left field line. The capacity is like 7,800. Uh-huh. My understanding is they're going to build more permanent seating. I don't know what it's going to bring the capacity up to. I, some people are worried it's kind of go against like the whole ethos of the game if they make it too big and too yeah. corporate. So we'll just have to see there. So there won't be a game in 2023. The plans are the game will continue then in 2024 and beyond. And so we hung out at the Fan Fest. They opened the, the parking lot at like 2 o'clock. The game started at 6. And so you drive out to the movie set which is like three miles from downtown Dyersville. They park you in a big field and then you go in and the gate is actually at um, you, you like walk on to where they film the movie so that the house, the baseball field where, you know, the, the ghosts come out of the corn, that's all right there. The bleachers that the little girl falls off of, like that's where you walk into and credit to like the field of dreams game. They essentially give you a free run of the place. I mean, people are, playing catch on the baseball field. People are taking pictures on the bleachers. You couldn't really get up into the house was the only, I guess, restriction. Um, But you were just free to kind of do whatever you want. I, what I learned about everybody there, obviously everybody, very big baseball fans. I didn't appreciate how much people like they were very big fans of field of dreams, the movie as well. And admission. I don't think I've ever seen the movie all the way through. (laughs) I've seen bits and pieces and it's a good movie. So my mom and I both like rewatched it separately. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones is in it. Ray Liotta uh, plays shoeless Joe. It's, it's a good movie. You know, it's very sappy. The the whole thing is just like playing on this Americana baseball family. So it's like, I had to fight back like a lot of. I was gonna say because this is so you know sometimes this doesn't like I feel like you like sappy stuff but in doses and on specific. Oh, this was like this was above and beyond. But my mom was just eating it up, and it it was like genuinely cool. Yeah. So you hang out on the on the movie set. You get pictures. You just walk around. Everybody's just kind of friendly and talking, and you know you see people in red stuff and say hi. And then they open the gates to the actual like baseball MLB stadium at three. And so you, you literally, there's a path, you walk through a cornfield, everybody has to do it. You walk through a cornfield and it just like snakes you back to the actual stadium. And it's like watching a a big league game in a, you know, a very small minor league park or like a glorified college stadium. Hey, how many people, like what's the attendance? It was 7,800, okay. uh, which was capacity. And um, so we were able to watch batting practice. Again, you know, there's like merchandise. We got hot dogs, ate peanuts, just kind of like hanging out, which thankfully the weather was really, really nice. Um, if it wouldn't have been, I'm not sure how we would have necessarily killed all that time. And then the game starts and they do the, you know, the, the big reveal this year. Last year it was like Kevin Costner was there this year they did um ken griffey jr and ken griffey senior were kind of like the the big climax they walked out of the cornfield nobody knew they were there and they had a you know had a game of catch on the field and then the teams walk out of the cornfield right and it's just and then they just start playing a baseball game it's tell me about the harry carey hologram the harry carey hologram was the seventh inning stretch unfortunately 
we did not really get to see as much as the of the hologram as the TV audience. So yeah. they do have in left field in the in the corn they have like a video screen, and it would go between like showing the broadcast which showed the hologram and then like people in the stands and stuff. So I could kind of see it. It didn't. It it really didn't bother me too much though. Like the voice, it just sounded like they were playing a recording of of Harry singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." So it, it wasn't as weird or unnerving to me as it probably was for the TV audience. I'm guessing the, uh, God, I hate the Cubs, man. I, I just, know. I hate everything about them. And there's this Cubs fan. I guess there's just like one of this like super fan. I don't know. Cubs listeners can fill me in. They like, they call him the woo woo man or the woo man. And he just like for half innings at a time when the Cubs are batting, he'll just like constantly yell Cubs, woo, Cubs, woo, Cubs, woo. And then the whole stand starts to do it. It's the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, unfortunately, the Cubs won the game four to two baseball wise. It was kind of a boring game. I mean, the Cubs and Reds are both bad. Yeah. So that was a bit of a letdown, but Cubs like, oh, they just like the ownership the fans, yeah, and like even before they were good, like it was just such a mediocre franchise. Like that was, and they were almost proud of being bad, right? The lovable losers thing, but they leaned yeah. into it so much that, and 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 you know, they're just so obnoxious. Like when I worked for the Reds, when the Cubs came to town, like I, they were they were awful. The Cubs fans were awful. And they the worst drunk. is, you get a lot of Cubs fans that have never like have no association with the city of Chicago. You know, they they. They've I'm surprised Pooch isn't a Cubs fan. Oh, right. They've attached themselves like through the WGN national broadcasts or, you know, they just like the brand or something, which I think that's what annoys me the most. Um, and they did like, they were just so good now at monetizing the kitschiness of it. Yeah. yeah. Bought yeah. up all the places around Wrigley and squeezed a lot of the, you know, put the nets up to where if they don't pay them, an, you know, a King's ransom and then they're going to block out the views. Oh, it's just, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, so the game, so all in all TC was, was a very, very fun experience and something I'm so happy I got to share with my mother. She's in good health, but it did, you know, we, we were like, you know, this is probably the one time we'll get to do this. So, um, yeah. being able to share a, a fun baseball experience with her, with it being the reds was, um, it, it was great. And I do want to give a shout out to the people of Iowa. They, they had a bunch of people just volunteering throughout the the premises really like hey you know welcome to Iowa is this your first time just like people that were really happy and excited that you had come to Iowa and yeah. were supporting the town and the game and you know would take pictures for you and so I, I want to commend the people of Iowa for having great pride in their state and the game and uh, they, they were definitely additive to our experience I'll echo that just from being up in Iowa last month had a great time. Like really, yeah, just the hospitality. There's a lot more going on than you would think, like kind of local entrepreneurialism. Uh, went to a minor league game with Freddie and my dad, the Quad Cities River Bandits. Yeah. Uh, I like, I had more fun going to that minor league game than any major league game I've been to in the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I need to get to a jumbo shrimp game. You're in, you're in Jack's. I haven't been to one yet. I never went when I was living down there. And I think some of it was just like the idea of sitting out in 95 degree, humid, hot weather was like never appealing to me. Yeah. Um, Florida's a tough, tough, it's tough in the summer style. to like sit outside <laughs> to watch a baseball game. Yeah. 
Well, but anyway, stuff. yeah, that was the field of dreams. So great, great time in Iowa. And you got to fly United. And I that? got to fly United. That's right. Life's pretty cool sometimes. Well, got a few other, uh, got the, I saw the Fernando Tatis news, um, you know, fighting off ringworm, I guess. That's right? tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, him getting called out by his teammates is interesting. And his GM. And yeah, yeah it sounds like, like he's, you know, after the motorcycle accident or the alleged motorcycle accident yeah. in the Dominican this, this winter. I, I sounds like he's, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of goodwill in that clubhouse. Right. I think people are like, all right, Fernando, time to, time to grow up a little bit. Uh, yeah. And they gave Which, him a monster contract. So I'm sure the that, Padres organization is a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, that might be one where it's, it's like, where do you fall out? Is it like everybody's on everything? And so, you know, it's all factored in. Or do you think his numbers over the last couple of years have been? I, that's, yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I tend to think there's probably a lot of people doing a lot of things. So it doesn't like upset me from a moral standpoint. I think it's probably just like, dude, how can you be dumb enough to get caught? And then, you know, yeah. have such a dumb excuse for it too. just own it. Elsewhere on the MLB front, I saw they settled a $185 million class action lawsuit. Yes. Brought by the minor leaguers over minimum wage and overtime violations. Love it. Uh, we'll have to get the Schlong's opinion, the, the, the Schlong close friend of Rob Manfred. Uh, and Cameron Young, for that matter. That's true. Yeah. Maybe they can help us break down that situation. Uh, I saw NASCAR announced they're going to Chicago, which, uh, you know, the, the combination of NASCAR plus Lori Lightfoot. Uh, I, just, I, I just I have trouble envisioning a bunch of these NASCAR people, uh, you know, parachuting into Chicago, you know, given politics and... and <laughs> crime and just everything you know yeah. kind of chicago seems like public enemy number one for but what about chicago yeah exactly. uh nascar i haven't like, you know totally i haven't really no. thought about nascar in, in years and years there's been a bunch of people who have reached out like you guys like uh like you know formula one all of a sudden like why don't you give nascar a try even some nascar people have reached out like from daytona or wherever else and i'm like i'm good man i don't really need yeah. to I don't really need to dip my toe in there. I've also had a few people reaching out like, oh, you guys haven't been covering Formula One. I guess you found out that like the Saudis are involved there too. It's like, no, I think that was pretty evident all along and like still following Formula One. I'll be yeah. honest, moving West has really hampered my ability to watch Formula One. Uh, it was early on the East Coast and now it's super early in the mountain time zone. So uh, hand up, just if not, I've I've not watched it as much this year. I was gonna say my travel schedule hasn't, you know, and just different schedules haven't allowed for as much viewing. Plus, I feel like the 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 stuff towards the end of the season I tended to watch the last couple of years more of anyway. So mm-hmm. um I saw Jack Collinsworth, your boy. Oh, this is the ITC that we should have probably headlined with this. In my yeah. opinion, this is the biggest news of the week. Jack Collinsworth and the clapper, uh Jason Garrett. Former former Dallas Cowboys uh, coach, uh, they're they're going to be doing the Notre Dame games uh, this this season. Uh, Pete, I evidently Pete Pivacqua, who's you know heading up NBC Sports, has lost his fucking mind. What a dynamic duo! I mean, can can you? I'm not sure you could pull two more just unintentionally funny, uh, milk toast, just like bland vanilla people together to call Notre both, Dame games. Both. Both benefited from nepotism. Oh yes, yes, of course. Um, you know, and just and 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 Notre Dame of all things, it's so perfect for Notre Dame. Yes, you know? yes. 
Uh, hey, Jack, know, can we can we add a K on the end of your name? JAC just is not doing it for me. I, I that bothers me. Him and Rodney doing you know doing live hits from the field this year or the I guess last season uh, on you know uh, Sunday night football and then throwing it back to uh, you know your boy Coach Dungey. Well, that's what uh, I was going to say. The, these NBC football decisions are, I mean, they have they have such a thing for like. It's kind of the the most awful people, and like, not, yeah, not like the sense that they're actually awful, but like they're just so like boring. They, they must have wasted ten million dollars on the Drew Brees debacle. Yes, right? exactly. And it's like yo, and and then they're crying poor in other elements of the business, and it's like get it together, like make some better decisions or hold somebody accountable for making some bad decisions, right? It's just the the most uninspired people i i don't know just like it seems like something a consulting group would would tell you like oh no you need to hire these people like <laughs> they have the name cachet the clapper jack collinsworth rodney harrison tony dungy drew Brees. oh just like chris sims yeah. i mean fuck i know it's, ridiculous it's awful speaking uh, of nepotism did you see the did you read the the um the article or the feature that Seth Wickersham did on on Sean McVay. No, I haven't. I need to take some time. I know I saw you and KVV were going back and forth on it, but I have not had a chance to actually sit down and read it. Yeah, kind of like you know, I think Sean's scrapped for everything he's gotten, and he deserves to be where he is. Like, but it kind of glossed over some of that. It, like the whole thing was just weird, though. Like, I don't think it, it just didn't like it didn't have a through line or a theme or or any like a, a point. It just it was just a collection of stories i didn't really know what he was trying to hammer home or what he was trying like what story he was trying to tell or what he was trying to draw out of mcveigh but curious to hear your take we'll have okay. we'll have push and push and uh, kvv on here you know i'm sure over the next three or four weeks as we get into shanty season oh my god push is already starting to text Trey looks you know, good man he looks pre- good preseason highlight tapes oh i <laughs> I just, I can't do it. I don't know how I'm going to survive. I know. I don't know how I'm going to survive this season. Uh, Yeah, we'll do a big, we'll do, we'll do a big football preview with those, with those guys. That'll be fun. Desmond Um, Ritter looking good for the Falcons too. Uh, He stinks. I hate UC. Um, All right. TC Kroger's getting into the gambling space. We can, we can dive into that maybe in a, in a future episode. And Which I think they, I think they kind of mislabeled it because it sounded like everywhere in Ohio is getting into the gambling space. Like you could apply for one of these things, and essentially, like it's like a Keno machine. Yeah, it's going gonna be a free for like yeah. yeah. So uh, I did see that Kroger is is monitoring uh, people's uh, like cashiers' productivity. There was a big article in New York Times about you know kind of some of the the uh, dystopian you know, bosses watching certain metrics and on company computers, like, you know, I guess United Healthcare has like a, a keyboard utilization metric that they're using all sorts of stuff. It's like at some point, like you just gotta, you know, you gotta let people get the job done. Well, it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll, um, you're headed to, Delaware this week for the the BMW Championship. I wish you safe travel. Have fun out there. Um, <laughs> can you can you talk about? You? I thought you were going to say I wish you safe passage. Well, I should wish you safe passage too. We were on the ferry in uh, from mainland Sweden out to Gotland, the, the island of Gotland, and it's like a three hour ferry ride. Awesome experience. 
super comfortable, just a, a great trip. I get up like midway through, go grab a little coffee. And um, the, the young guy working behind the counter, just in like a real monotone kind of way, I, I pay with my credit card and I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. He's like, thanks. I wish you safe passage. And I am like, it just struck me. I'm like, what, like, what does that mean? Well, like, what do you know that I don't? I like, why would you say that? I you're just, on the same boat as me. Yeah, you're on this. We're all, we're all on the passage, right? I, I wish you safe passage as well. It just was like, I, I wanted to grill him for like five minutes. Like, um, we're all hot and bothered about that. For I know, it just it came out of nowhere. It, it was so weird. But yeah, so, so I do wish you safe passage to Delaware. Truly. Well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll report back on Delaware. Haven't spent, I've driven through there once or twice, but haven't spent any amount of time there. Uh, you know, no, it's kind of a, a legal haven, credit card companies, banks. You could start a bunch of companies while you're there. Exactly. Uh, you know, and then I think we're staying downtown Wilmington. So I'll, I'll report back. I believe Delaware only, only country or only place. I don't think they have like a commercial airport. Kind of, kind of a wild thought, right? You fly into Philly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm flying, I'm flying American, I'm flying direct to Philly each way. Flying American. Solly was going to fly up with me. He's flying up this afternoon. He changed his schedule. Uh, so now I am left to my own devices on American. I can't board with him. I'm going to be oh my God. back of the bus. I'm, That's you know, a cattle car. That is a I'm not, cattle I'm not car. bringing my golf clubs just because I don't, I don't trust American with them. So I'm, I'm traveling with no check luggage. Okay. Uh, well, I wish you, uh, truly now I wish you safe passage. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up. Uh, I don't know. Next week, maybe we'll be on together, but we'll, we'll get some... Some big yeah. episodes here in the next few weeks, uh, including a big NFL preview. So, and Randy, we we didn't do it on this pod. We got to break down the JetBlue Spirit acquisition. Of course, JetBlue just canceled their their Jacks to LAX direct too, mm-hmm. which devastating news here in Jacks. So more to come there. Okay. All right. Well, uh, TC. Until next time, sir. I wish you safe passage, Randy. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who